Welcome to the Nagoya International School Individuals and Society Student Podcast. In this podcast, you'll meet students from NIS as they share their stories, experiences, and ideas about anything that matters, or should matter, to ourselves and our planet. So sit back and learn from INS students at Nagoya International School. Okay, okay welcome guys. Uh, we'll go around, sorry, introducing <laughs> ourselves. We'll start over here. Okay, my name is Coco from grade 12. My name is Emily from grade 12. And I'm Ulysses. Yeah, I'm also from grade 12. <laughs> okay, so why don't we pick up from where you were uh, having this conversation about Black Friday. What kind of uh, economics concepts do you, do you think of? What do you know about it? Let's start there. That it's a, that it has something, I don't, actually, no, I don't really know anything about it. Is it on a Friday? Is it actually on a Friday? Or is it just a not general it's, thing people say? It's the Thanksgiving, it's always on a Thursday. And it's on the day following Thanksgiving. So. But now it's like because it's more like have an economics uh, things involved in it. So people actually put like a one week after that or before that. So just make more benefit and profits from that. I think that's one of the reasons why um, Black Friday becomes so popular. Like the one day you never go out, one day after like you just eat all day. <laughs> <laughs> go out and like cold. It's like why does it sound so shocked? But what like why is it a thing? <laughs> because American consumerism. Oh, so just like just like a famous event. Is it like a Christmas sale type thing? Like businesses did it just to sell more stuff and it just happened to be? Um, I'm not like positive the origins, but I know a lot of people will go and they will just cheat them. Like that's what my mom oh, told me yeah. once. Yeah. Now Japanese firms are starting, right? Like you said, Coco. Uh, yeah. Friday. That's um, true. I think they started with Cyber Monday, actually, right? If you go to Amazon, oh, they yeah. have the Cyber Monday sales that are not on the traditional dates. Yeah, yeah. I was bought the Christmas mm-hmm. gift, the secret Santa gift, oh. yesterday mm-hmm. for someone. <laughs> and it's Cyber Monday on that Monday. I saw it. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. But it's also, like, really popular in China. Especially people are, like, crazy of buying stuff. They just, like, waiting for the day. And they put everything in the car. And until that day, they just... So, uh, oh, how many of you have? <laughs> I was lost for a second. Um, how many of you have come from a, a country, a different country, and then have come to Japan and changed the way you consume or buy things? I think I have, but a large portion of it is just because of time. Like where I used to live, I just like spoke the language, but being in Japan, I don't speak Japanese, so I to go to other towns but I also feel like um, living here I also adapted some shopping habits to some extent like where I used to live um, like people just bought things and buy things and I feel like that happens a lot in this area I've never been to Japan so I can't really answer this question (laughs) do you ever buy things in bulk or store things since Costco became a thing yes Costco Mm, I feel it's a little bit changed because I think the price level in China and in uh, Japan is so different, especially in Japan, you know, the vegetables and like this kind of fruit stuff is so expensive. Mm-hmm. So like in China, like you can buy, I think, uh, 100 yen, you can buy a bunch of like bananas or like whatever, different fruits. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of changed um, how I consume stuff too. 
based on the different price levels and different situa situation of the countries. So you, Cece, you mentioned that since Costco became a thing, uh, you, we've kind of begun to stop fighting to involve in stock things a little bit more, right? So there's this famous theory uh, by a historian um, named uh, Bailey, whose theory is even if um, our sense of difference and our sense of division between us has increased in the past few years, the way that we consume things around the world is actually becoming more and more similar. I mean, every other country needs products from every other country, and so the way we consume things have to be the same mm -hmm. world. The world in a way that quite won't run as efficiently as we would like it to. Yeah, if we think about the level of interconnectedness, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Do you see that manifest in anything else as well? The way that we live. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, a lot of like companies or shops here using like this kind of passion of you want to consume something on specific things that's how they make profit they know if they give you some discount like like i don't know like naturally as a human you want it so you will like consume more and more that's how they get it going a little bit off topic thing though which is cultural beliefs probably become very much similar because whatever is beneficial for a larger society we can like we're capable of seeing what is better for us. Mm -hmm. Like if you ask, um, uh, well, I'm not allowed to say names, but mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like okay, another student was yeah. talking about how I forgot which country it was. Like there's a country that doesn't have any corn milk. Oh really? Like a really oh, like, Yeah. Now we would never know that for like all of our lives unless we have like the internet <laughs> things like that. But we have this want for a potentially better system or a better type of thing purely because we have knowledge of that thing, which means more likely than not, we, as a, as a society as a whole, would tend towards those better alternatives. So culturally, I don't know if that's really coming from anything better. No, 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 totally. Like, yeah. But actually, yeah, what you said about this collective mindset of wanting to make the world a better place, now that we have the means to share that information, maybe that that is actually true, that the way that we approach that is actually becoming similar and collecting information in order to move towards that goal, right? That's an interesting theory, yeah. Uh, one of the drawbacks of, I think, the economics course is we don't get a chance to uh, think uh, too much about other disciplines, right? It's quite difficult to find the time to make explicit connections. Yeah, so it's interesting when we link patterns of behavior and then that human psychology mm -hmm. behind wanting to consume to converging like consumption patterns and beliefs, yeah. Um, it would be interesting to think about uh, how all of those things connect, right? So maybe that's something to think about in another time. Yeah, how that affects um, how we take the theories that we actually learn, though, right? Because mm -hmm. we're making assumptions that uh, I'm not going to be able to say this right, yeah. but like everybody's selfish. Like, mm -hmm. we're looking at economy, individual mm -hmm. concerns yeah. are being selfish. Mm -hmm. But that's not actually the case, and that's why a lot of these theories have different implications, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Do you do you guys remember the first lesson where we talked yeah, about the assumptions? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the assumptions that we make about our economic models? Like, what do you? What's the whole point of learning them if we have this assumption that human beings are rational, which we know is not true, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we still have a lot of truth and a lot of value mm -hmm. because in the end, we, I mean, no one's going to conform to those assumptions we make, and we know that. So there are assumptions for a reason. Some part of the population, maybe to a certain extent, all 
still seen quite a bit of impact. So while they certainly have their limitations, and we should recognize those, they still have ours. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's one of the reasons we, why we are learning that. We are trying to know what the pattern is and how we can use in different policy or stuff to fix it. Yeah, so speaking of theories and realities and assumptions, what would you say is the most useful thing that you've learned so far in economics? The useful thing? Mm. Well, come on. Or we could say useful or interesting, too. I mean, it reaffirms something that I already knew, which was it is very, very easy to make uh, facts seem different from what they actually are. Mm. Even more so, I guess, in Pretty clear that probably isn't the case, but we didn't really have the knowledge of bringing it back far when we were completely stuck on now. We kind of know it, like most of the time, what people are saying are not true. Mm -hmm. right. More exaggerated in terms of the levels of unemployment, right? Mm -hmm. And the kinds of unemployment. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the most useful things, interesting things, the most useful things. I just like the macro uh, or like section of the course as a whole because I feel like I read the most like regarding those concepts and it's like I could pick up on parts of it but it was overall like it was confusing and now I feel like I can read those articles and I know what they mean and do the action effects when it's happening. Yeah that's true like when you you see GDP it's not like no longer just like three letters <laughs> for you anymore you're kind of kind of thinking about what's the meaning behind it and especially when you like kind of go, you know, start the exchange rate to see like how Japanese and you, you like US dollar is to exchange, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know what Trump means when he says the, the GDP of the United States was below zero. You know that that's not <laughs> true, right? Yeah. Sorry, what you were saying? Oh, nothing. It's just nice to like, for example, see like what our leaders were saying and now like, oh, like that was just like a bad idea. Yeah. I can rethink it and just say that was kind of dumb and understand that. But like I didn't see limitations in it because I was like, okay, okay. So um, actually we're coming to about 10 minutes so we can close off the conversation, I think. Any last thoughts about Black Friday, what the US president is saying about the, the economy? Um, any last thoughts on what it's like, what it's been like for you in the past couple of months? So you can close. <laughs> I guess that could be a topic. Better, I think. Yeah, that could be a topic for our next podcast, actually, right? Yeah. Maybe we can invite some of the, the history people over and we can have a long <laughs> conversation <laughs> about that. Yeah. Any final thoughts? I feel like to Black Friday, I feel like it's good for you to buy something because it's definitely beneficial and have discount, but not like too much. It's like you need to really think about what you really want you really necessary to you so yeah which is a good way to finish this podcast because yeah. when we think of the fundamental economic problem what was it again yeah right so yeah when we think about our changing patterns of behavior when we think about um, our consumption patterns around big events like Black Friday and we think about what our wants are and our needs are then yeah, maybe uh, it does link back to the fundamental economic problem that we're facing.
Okay, thanks guys. I'm gonna finish up now. I just... <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Nagoya International School Individuals and Society Student Podcast. We hope you come back again and listen to our perspectives on the world we share. You can check out our written and visual work on our Individuals and Society student blogs. See you again!